Well, the haters gonna hate, 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 and the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast. So, everybody, welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. Uh, with here, with me here always is Adam Horton. Hello, Adam. Hey, bro. What's up? Yep. And as always, I am Screw You, and uh, we are going or Senpai or whatever you want to call me. And we are going to get into a card today called Jake of All Trades. Such a good card. I yeah. Love that card. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cards, too. It was the first article I ever wrote was on that card. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, there's a lot to say about the card. There's a lot of space to go there, into strategically. There is. Right? I wrote a really long article, and it was <laughs> way too long. Well, we, I mean, like, we, I feel like we could talk about everything we want to talk about, about the Jake of All Trades, and we wouldn't necessarily have covered it all, right? There would still be more to say about it. That's like every time we talk about anything on this podcast. That's true, but like there, there is a lot of nuance to this card, and we're going to do our best to get into the important bits, right? Yes. Yes. At least I am. <laughs> you know I'm just going to be saying stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. raffle. Oh, yeah, so the raffle... Oh, I didn't... All right, look, I got to level with you guys... No way. I've been running out of ideas for that gag. Really? <laughs> I Are kind you of, sure? I kind of committed to coming up with a you. raffle joke every week when no. we started this. And no. I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel. Lately. No. <laughs> so um, if you guys could actually give me some good ideas uh, of raffle. Ooh, whoever uh, wins prizes. the raffle gets their raffle idea for yeah. next week. Uh, there we go. Oh. Um, if you guys could help me out with that, I'd really appreciate it. You know if, Adam's uh, also running out of stuff for me to give away. Yeah, he's not giving away our cat. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> we have it microchipped. Like, that and was never will, gonna work. That chip will detonate if the cat gets too far away from the house. Wow. Like, I want to say that it's not funny, but it is. But, like... <laughs> But that's my cat, man. Yeah, I know. It was your like, cat. I would be really upset. Imagine how upset my wife would be. Yeah, I know. She would probably if hurt you badly. One minute the cat was here, and then the next minute the cat was here, and over there, and over there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, so... Um, my wife is not a violent person, but if she heard you say that... <laughs> wow. Get out the rolling pin. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Jessica will tell her. I don't know. Maybe Jessica doesn't listen either. I'm not really sure. I, I don't so. think she ever listened to the last episode. No. I'm I'm not sure that... Well, anyway. <clears throat> if you're listening, hi. But Hi, Jessica. <laughs> That's my girlfriend, by the way. Um, Jessica's my pet name for her. She goes by JSMO110. Um, just, just 10, not 110. Whatever. She has some weird screen name that she goes <laughs> by. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want to talk about... Uh, Bread. Yeah, so we had a kingdom that we played with in the last episode, if you remember, was Gladiator Fortune. Yeah. And so that was forced into this kingdom, and it's what we played with over the last week. Adam, you want to read off the cards? Yeah, so we have Castles, Fool, Gladiator, Trade Route, Market Square, Armory, <clears throat> Horse Traders, Archive, Den of Sin, Hagler... Traveling Fair, Wedding, and there's Platinum and Colony. Once again, for our audio-only listeners, Castles, Fool, 
Gladiator, Trade Route, Market Square, Armory, Horse Traders, Archive, Den of Sin, Hagler, there's Traveling Fair, Wedding, and there's Platinum and Colony. Yeah, this board was actually pretty interesting. Um, we had definitely forced Gladiator Fortune in. The amount of times that Gladiator Fortune came up, though, were not very many, right? Yeah, eventually you realized it was bad and stopped buying Gladiators. Yeah, so, and it was bad for the same reason that it turned out to be not bad, but, like, it wouldn't come up against against two competent opponents who are both trying to maximize their chances of victory. Um, it's just not going to come up because the fortune's great, but nobody has any real reason to be buying the Gladiators, so there's no real way to get them out of the way in time to maximize an advantage. There was one game where I did grab a uh, fortune, and I don't remember if I won that game or not, actually. Um, uh, I think you did win that game. It was super close, though, and the fortune was almost as helpful for Adam as it was for me, because, again, like, it's not a choice between just straight big money or going for a fortune. Like, you just... You build this deck that has a bunch of archives, dens of sin, lots of deck control. You've trashed your estates with trade route, and like it, it began again becomes this decision where you can build a deck that is better has better fortunes than but fortunes better for you than it is for your opponent. But it's not always better enough to justify the fact that you put these gladiators and wasted time revealing the fortunes for it. Uh, yeah, the the gladiators are certainly not good. For your deck, because there's no village here. And there's no terminal space for them. Right, it's a card that you can't play, pretty much. You want to be playing trade routes to thin estates and even coppers pretty early. Yeah. And then later on, you want to be playing trade routes, because they're worth <laughs> money, and you still have coppers left. And if you don't get a trade route, like, Hagler's amazing by that point, so get that instead. Well, the trade routes are... I mean, the gladiators are trade route food. It's just you're not so tight on trade route food that you are that you want to pick up things like gladiators just to trash to it. Yeah. Like, and, like, they're money, but they're, like, a money. Maybe two. Trade routes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think one game we got him up to three, but, you know, that was, that was, was a weird. little weird. Because, like, we, the, the implication of the, us getting them up to three was that we had both been dancing around the penultimate colony, and then we were getting provinces to get points without emptying those, and then at one point I bought a castle because I didn't have enough for a province. And then trade routes were three! It's amazing! Woo! Woo! We did it. It was for, like, a turn. That was so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I so. Remember, I remember that turn. Yeah, Harambe would have loved that turn. So there were uh, basically kind of three different deck types that we explored here, right? <laughs> A moment of silence, please, for Sorry, Harambe. Sorry, moment of silence. Okay, good. Moment of silence. Uh, so I remember I had said, you definitely want to open Trade Route, and I think yeah. I think after playing, I, I really think that Trade Route's good here. Uh, colonies give you every reason to trash. Uh, so you you want to do that even though trade route sucks at it uh, it's real good. I mean it's the only way to thin your estates and when something is the only way to thin your estates you pretty much are it's very rare you're not going to buy it. Like if something is the only way to get estates out of your deck it almost doesn't matter what it is, right? Uh, I guess I mean if Platinum Colony wasn't here I might not get the trade route but they are so I would. 
Sure. Uh, I had said that wedding might be okay to open along with your trade route. <clears throat> I don't really feel that way anymore. I don't think wedding's great. I think... You uh, did that one time and the dead actually really hurt you in turn three. Yeah, it? I mean, with a different draw it wouldn't have, but like there was just no reason for that. Like, just getting either a market square along with the trade route or even a second trade route in the opening was experimented with, and it wasn't all that bad. I don't know, I like the trade route market square <coughs> opening. Pick up a second trade route soon and then just hope you hit five and just get a lot of market squares at that point. That's fair, yeah. Uh, Jake feels a little differently. Uh, so, you said originally you wanted to open full, right? Yeah, so I uh, we both agreed we opened with the trade route um, regardless, but I also talked about trade route full as my preferred opener, and that's what I did for the first few games. Um, and I think it's fine. I, I do think the full yeah. is totally fine, especially if your opponent just doesn't get one because... Like, you are going to draw that Fool Dead quite a bit, but, like, you need to discard something to Fool anyway to be getting those boons, so you just discard the Fool, and, like, that consistent benefit all game kind of makes up for the fact that you're drawing this Fool all the time, and, like, the opportunity cost is pretty low. I mean, what else were you going to buy? A silver, another trade route? But that does bring me to the deck that I think is a little... Because, like, okay, so the Fool, I played with and without it, and it didn't feel like there was a huge difference in terms of power level. Like, it was fine to have it. It was also fine to not have it. Like, it just didn't... It didn't do a lot, but it also didn't hurt. Um, it paid for itself, essentially, um, with the boons. But the trade route... Trade route opening, like, double trade route, I actually tried that a few times, and I like it a lot more than when we first talked about it. I certainly like it a lot better than Fool... I think it's close between double trade route and trade route market square if we open. I mean, if they collide, you wish you'd gotten the market square. If they didn't, the trade route's probably fine. Even with them colliding, and they did collide on me a few times, I think it ends up paying for itself in terms of the deck being better because what I uh, took a liking to was opening trade route, trade route, and then turn three, I'm probably buying a market square unless I hit five. Um, from there, once I have the trade routes, either way I'm getting a market square, that shuffle. Once I have the two trade routes in the market square, you start getting archives every chance you get. Once you do have one or two archives, the two trade routes kind of just almost never collide anymore because you pretty much always got one set aside with archive. Unless your name is Adam Horton, then Unless they still name. collide. <laughs> yeah, they, call, they did for me a couple of times too, even with that situation. Um, so... Once you've got that kind of deck control that Archive provides to you, you are, A, playing your trade route really often, um, you've trashed all your estates and you start working on the coppers, and B, really often you're discarding market squares to gain the golds, which boosts your payload to get more Archives. Once you've got three or four of those, you start piling Dens of Sin as well, which again is rewarding you for discarding market squares and gaining golds, because you're going to draw those golds really soon. And at a certain point, uh, you get you're you're drawing so much, and you have so much payload that double colony turns are not out of your reach. Like they can definitely happen for you. So uh, a couple of things. Um, I want to make it clear that if you don't open with two trade routes, you get a second. <coughs> I think I like the idea of getting a second trade route pretty soon after that. Okay, like yeah. on turn three or turn four. So I'm not saying you don't get the second trade route. I, I think you definitely want it because just playing a trade route every turn and thinning is really good. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you had said... Especially with, like, Colony Platinum out. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the idea. Uh, I think... I like the idea... The reason I like the idea of not opening double trade routes is because you do get a shot at hitting five. Like, you're playing a lucky coin and getting a silver. 
Yes. Like, you, you do have a shot at hitting five, and if you do hit five, you're in great shape. So that's why I like the trade round market square opening. What, what do you do with that fiver? Are you getting a den archive. or an archive? Okay. I'm getting an archive. Yeah. All day and twice on Sundays. Yeah. So that was the other thing. You said three or four archives and then get dens of sin, and I think it's like two, maybe three archives. But, I, like, you get one or two definitely because you have that second trade round. works well with it. I'm going to agree 100% with Adam that if you're not opening trade route, trade route you stop at two or three archives and then you get the Dens of Sin. I think the archives are really strong in the beginning to mid game, and then once you're transitioning to late to end game, the Dens of Sin providing that more powerful hand size increase um, is is definitely what you want to be zeroing in on. But um, if you're opening trade route, trade route, I think the archives and the double trade route like each other enough to want a few more of them. I mean, I think you want... Two archives, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on how things feel, if you are able to... It depends on how many times your trade routes collide, man. <laughs> yeah. It depends on how frustrated you are that your trade routes are colliding, you know? Yeah, how tilted are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you're like, I gotta buy a card that's different than the card that I've been buying, because this isn't ta- working. It only takes eight in one buy to get yeah. Traveling Fair four times, and Top Deck Five Curses and have the perfect hand. Like, this is true, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got a lot of food for your trade route to And, like, trash. Archive really helps you do that a lot more than Trade Route does. That's just and, true. And I think Den of Sin is even better for that. Okay, you've, you you've can just get that me. eight next turn. You know, you've, you've sold me that, that that you just play big money here. And if you have market uh-huh. squares, like that's less money that you have to get for T fairs. That's right. Yeah, because so. uh, each market square at that point is kind of like a grand market because it's like draw a card and two money, <laughs> um, minus a royal seal. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what market square says. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I never, over the course of any of our games, bought a wedding. Um, you did it a few times. I'm not sold that it's bad or anything. I, I just regretted never, most of them. I never felt the need to do it, yeah? Uh, I mean, there was there was one game where I tried Wandering Winders ver, or, oh, uh, yeah, rendition yeah. on, like, basically big money. But it had a haggler and then a lot of archives. Didn't get a trade route. I think it's made better with a trade route. But, like, you get wedding a few times in there. I think it's actually good in that deck. It's a lot better. Yeah, you tried what Wandering Winter posted his breakdown of what he would do. And it's really different from what we were talking about, kind of, um, where he prioritizes getting a haggler and a bunch of archives and doesn't get a trade route, like you just said. Um, you did that twice at 1-1, lost one. I think it's competitive, but I still don't think it's as reliably the best thing as... Just focus. As ignoring Hagler, be, not because Hagler's bad, but because you don't have time for it. Okay, so I'm not sure what you're saying. When when you say it's competitive, what that means to me is that it that strategy it can win against like it, the best. It wins one. a certain percentage of time, a competitive percentage of the time. Yeah. But then you said like reliably and something, and like well, I mean, all of that's baked into the win rate anyway. Yeah. Okay. So like, I think that it has the potential to green quickly enough to shut down the deck that I'm talking about with that we've been talking about thus far. However, I also think that it is dependent on its draws to a degree because and especially because it's not thinning those estates and that it could really more likely choke than uh, the deck that has thinned those estates and has a lot more it has the same reliability with a few archives and has a bunch of dens of sin that's like reliably getting double colony turns. I think that uh, that deck could win could could rush out a win to shut down 
uh, and put enough pressure on the deck that has ignored the Haggler, but I I think more often the deck that has opened Trade Route Trade Route or Trade Route Gladiator, uh, not Trade Route Gladiator, or Trade Route Fool, or and gotten a bunch of archives and Dens of Sin is going to win the game. Uh, I think it's pretty close. I think yeah. the big money deck is made a lot better by throwing in one trade route, but other than that, I don't know. I mean, I think the win rates are pretty close. Yeah, there's it, a lot it, of variance because it's you, you know, gotta worry about your trade. I mean, it was bad enough when your trade routes collided. Imagine your trade route and your haggler colliding. It would feel roughly as bad. Feels bad, man. But like this, this deck games to get seven hundred thousand archives anyway. So like. You know, you probably just thin the estates and then keep that trade route around. I don't know. It. Uh, I didn't actually play that deck. It just seemed like, wow, these estates are still really bad in this deck. So I don't want them. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I had to say about this board. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you think that there's something else you would be going for. Um, we never really saw castles as super significant, but if you it's see... not enough points. Yeah, especially you not know, with Colony Out. But like, if you see something that, you know, maybe a rush with castles, I don't know. Let us know. Yeah, sure. So, um, so there's this card. It's called Jake of All Trades. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that guy likes lunch meat. He looks like he does. He's got a gun, so he yep. can he hunt his own lunch meat. He doesn't have a gun. He has like a bow and arrow. Oh, I thought I saw a gun. There's, there's no gun. Wait, this is like a medieval themed game. So people can't have guns. The mercenary doesn't even have a gun. That's his problem. <laughs> they didn't have guns. They have an ironmonger. Okay. So if they have Is iron, he a gunmonger? Maybe. Is there a Dominion card called Gunpowder? Not yet, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a really great idea to make a card called Gunpowder. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it replaces Donate. Um, <laughs> yeah, just instead of donate this game, you have gunpowder. I think that's yeah. that's a fun Dominion variant right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, the Jake of All Trades is from the Hinterlands expansion, uh, and maybe we should read the text of it. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, so it costs four, and it says, Gain a silver. Look at the top card of your deck. You may discard it. Draw until you have five cards in hand. And then you may trash a non-treasure card from your hand. And I'm going to read that once again for our audio-only like, listeners because it's, real long. because it's a lot of things and they happen in this order. First, gain a silver. Then, look at the top card of your deck. You may discard it. Draw until you have five cards in your hand. Then, you can trash a treasure or you can trash a non-treasure from your hand. That's like, I mean. I like this card. It's no secret that this is one of my favorite cards. It's not my favorite card, Steward. You will always hold a special place in my heart, but it's probably like my second. Like, Jake of All Trades, it's, uh, I really like it, and for a long time, I think still, uh, there's the meme that, like, oh, Jake of All Trades is in the kingdom. Uh, I guess Adam wins. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, I, I really like the card a lot, too, um, it's really strong. The, the amount of times I don't buy it when it's out is, are like one in ten games. Minimal, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's super good. Like it, I mean, it's helpful at every phase of the game, pretty much. It's uh, it's really good card. Uh, I think there's a conception among many players that like, oh, well, it's jack of all trades. 
this game is ruined because you just... Oh, sorry, Jake of all trades. Uh, this game is just ruined because uh, you just get double Jake, and then you play money, and then you win because you can't attack that deck, or you, you know it has all these silvers, so it just piles through the provinces, and like, oh, this game is super dumb. Well, like, if that, and, if that was already the board that you were looking at, if it was already a board where you were uh, going to be playing, you know, money-focused and uh, just piling through the provinces as quickly as possible, um, Jake is Jake really... Is good there, Jake, yeah. of all, Jake of all trades is a really good card for that deck, but I don't think it pushes the board to that direction because Jake of all trades is good for, like, almost any other deck, too. Yeah, a lot of people give it the rebuild treatment. It's like, oh, well, I see Jake. Well, we're just playing double Jake, and that's it. And it doesn't matter what else is here. I'd rather not look at it because it's not as good as double Jake. And that's certainly not true. It's really not. Um, so, like, you want to... I mean, like, the part of the reason that we almost always get the double Jake, or get the Jake, at least in the opener, is because if you refer back to our episode on develop, we talked about how... If the only thing you ever do with it is turn your estates into silvers, and then you're done with it forever, it was still worth putting in the deck because it's still really good. And that was with Develop, um, which that was really all it was doing. Jake is doing that and then some. Like, it's turning your estates into silvers, which is super good in the beginning of the game, but it's doing so much more for you in the meantime. Yeah, so, like, uh, Jake is at its best in a big money deck, right? There's, I mean, that's right. not a secret. Uh, it performs well in that deck because it likes silvers, it likes to drop to five, it doesn't like states. You it know. doesn't mind that it's terminal. Yeah, like, that's that's a fact. And, and, and the, there's another fact that at the beginning of every game, your deck is a big money deck. Seven coppers yeah. and three estates. You're playing treasures, you're getting money and you're buying things like that's a big money deck and so right jake of all trades is amazing in that deck what and just to in case we need to spell out the implication there that means that jake of all trades is going to be amazing in your deck yeah particularly when you buy it in the beginning yeah in the beginning of the game so so i think that it's it's so good that in the opening and and the fact that it costs four means you can open with it pretty much no matter what unless some really weird stuff happens you it's so good in the opening that, like, you really need a very compelling reason not to open with a Jake of all trades. Right. Th those reasons are few and far between as well. Yeah, I think we can just list them all. Sure. Uh, so reason number one is you have a 5-2, uh, and you want a fiver. Because, like, there's a lot of fivers out there that are better. But a lot of the time... Better. Sometimes you you just you just yeah. bite the bullet and buy the Jake anyway. Yeah, but like there are, there are a number of fivers out there, so like that's a compelling yeah. reason, sure. right? Uh, compelling reason number two is remake. There there are some times when remake is uh, it's more focused on thinning, more flexibility in the three costs that you gain. Uh, can trash coppers? Uh, it's a really really good card. So sometimes you want to remake and yeah. you will open with that instead. That doesn't mean you don't get a Jake that game either, though, because like. Yeah, you like could remake still... and Jake are good together too. <laughs> and sometimes you want to open with the Jake anyway, right? Yeah, right. So I, I mean, that depends on a lot. But uh, when there's remake, also, <laughs> then you know you have to think about it instead of sure. blindly opening with the Jake of all trades. And then finally, donate because donate messes with openings all the time. So like, donate turns the the beginning of the game into a puzzle, and so there can be a lot of 
different answers to the puzzle. Yeah, there's a reason we haven't done a donate episode. It's because that would need to probably be a series. I don't feel like I can competently talk about donate enough. It's really tough. Like, it's, like, it, we, I mean, if we were going to approach it, we'd probably approach it the way we did end gameplay, where we say, like, these are our considerations <laughs> now, right? Okay, not to preview episodes. Um, I'm not sure we ever can. It's so hard to talk about. It's so context-dependent. It really is. Um, and I'm not that, I don't feel but, but you know what? Jake is also really good with Donate because it gains silver. It's true. Uh, Jake is also uh, really good, uh, has synergy with those strong trashers, which, uh, you know, we can... Yeah. Uh, I have that later in my notes, so I... But, but anyway, uh, I, I think that, you know, we, we've established that Jake is really great in the opening, and I think, barring those cases... I think you just open with the Jake, like, pretty much every other time. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you obviously want to go into the game with a plan, but you don't necessarily need... This is one of those few cases where you can turn your brain off and act like a bot. You you don't just need... You don't necessarily need to understand how the Jake of all trades is going to fit into that plan, because, like, it's, it's just going to do work. You just have to trust it. Like, it's going to be amazing things. I mean... You. You're not you're not entirely wrong. I really like knowing why I'm doing things. Sure. So Oh yeah, maybe it's better don't if you shut do. the brain off. It's better if you do know. But if <laughs> but if you need to conserve brain power. <laughs> I have a golden retriever. Like sometimes she shuts her brain off and she just kinda of flails around. Lexi does really well when Jacob all trades us out. <laughs> better than normal. She doesn't win, but I don't okay, sure, I'll give you that. Uh <laughs> Sometimes she, like, wags her tail so hard that she hits herself in the face with her tail. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's kind of pathetic. That's unfortunate. Anyway, uh, I mean, the, the fact is Jake is great in the early game, but, um, that doesn't mean it's only great in the early game. And it's great for big money, that doesn't mean that the things it's doing are only good for big money. Right. I think, uh, there's, there's a lot of, I think the core of that disagreement <laughs> between the people that are like, oh, Jake is on the board, we're gonna play Jake with money and just do nothing else and then uh me who thinks that jake is much more interactive and has a lot of these synergies that are not that used to not really be widely accepted and then i wrote my million word article and it got slightly more towards what i thought the i think the core of that disagreement is the fact that a lot of people are pretty afraid to gain silver in a deck that isn't big money and uh i think silver is a really good card so like yeah i mean buying things is good um, buying things is generally how you do stuff, right? Like, yeah. Doing, and doing stuff uh, inv- is usually involved in winning the game, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, that means that money helps you in the game. Uh-huh. And, you know, the best way to buy stuff is to have the money. Uh-huh. Um, and silver actually gives you two money. Wow, that's so many money. Yeah, it's amazing. That's and like twice as much as copper. It doesn't even take actions to play silver. That's it's pretty decent. Yeah, not like Duchess. <laughs> yeah, Duchess <laughs> is stupid. Silver is great. Yeah, if Jacob all trades said gain a Duchess, I would... It would not be nearly as good of a card. It would also require two kingdom supply points. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, Donald, don't make that card, please. Yeah, um, it would be too similar <laughs> to Jacob all trades. And also not as good. Yeah. So, um... But, so so anyway, I want to I want to put like a little disclaimer before we dive into the, the more details on Jake of all trades. So like uh, actually when when making luck first started, before we ever published an episode, Wandering Winter and I, you know, we recorded test episodes like responsible human beings would do when they're making a podcast, and you know we didn't publish all of them because some of them were um, 
not great, right? We didn't yeah. know what we were doing yet. Adam and I have some test episodes, too, that are also not great. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't publish those. Yeah. And then we published some of the other ones. And, right. You know, you can, you can decide how great you think they are. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Uh, one of those episodes that I recorded with Wandering Under was about Jack of, or sorry, Jake of all trades, and uh, we didn't publish it because it was not great, and it was not great largely because we kind of argued in circles. And the core of that disagreement, well, I think, was how good silver is in a lot of decks. I think, I mean, here's the thing: I win a lot of games because I tend towards silver, particularly with Jake of all trades. So, like, I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but, like, I feel like, I, I mean, I, I don't mind continuing to win these <laughs> games. It's really fine, but, like, at some point, I feel like yellow does not equal purple in most games. I feel like that's overblown a lot. I know I'm going to get a lot of disagreement about this, but, like, I played a lot of games of Dominion. I've won a lot of games of Dominion. Silver is, is great. I'm not going to oversell it here. And that's not to say that a deck can't have too much silver. There are plenty yeah. of decks that do start to, quote, choke on the treasures that they have. But that's dependent on the deck control resources that you have that game and what you're drawing through. And when you get to the point where you have enough or too much si silver, you know, you will kind of recognize it. And that comes with experience. Like, that, that really can't be taught. You just need to play a lot of games of Dominion, and then you'll start to accurately think like okay i have enough silver but like that that threshold is higher than a lot of people give it credit for and the person who gets closest to it while putting the most payload into their deck is doing more stuff on their turn and probably wins sure like these these decks that draw a lot and they have treasures of their payload like that's sad right treasures as your payload is usually not great however if you're just gaining the silver for free because you played a jacob all trades the opportunity cost gets a lot smaller and so you can build decks differently that way uh it's not and, bad it's good i mean treasures payload is is fine too as long as you can do more than buy a province per turn right like, right i mean if treasures are your payload and there's no plus buy then it sounds like you're playing big money to me yeah again jake's amazing for it, but it's so good for i mean like you you can build a deck that does more in using jake so yeah the Jake does a bunch of stuff when you play yeah, it. It does right? four things. J Jake has a little to-do list, yeah. and he goes around your deck uh, running, doing his chores. And what are those chores? <laughs> uh, okay, so there's there's four things. Uh, that's, that's like a lot of things. So, and the order matters. The, it, the, the, it does, yeah. yeah it's so. in a pretty decent order for you. Um, yeah. uh, it's, uh, the, the thing number one is you gain a silver... Uh, we've we've talked about how silver is a good card. Yeah, and if you think about um, drawing the silver and having drawn two coppers instead, it's kind of like gaining a lab. So you gain the silver. Sure. Yeah, that's it's exactly the same thing. Uh, if you're playing big money, uh, you have a lot of staying power. You don't choke on green because you're gaining the silver. So that's pretty great. Uh, if your deck is drawing a lot, uh, it's a very easy way to add a lot of payload. We've covered this a lot of the time, but yeah, that's silver <laughs> for you. Uh, thing number two is maybe you discard the top card of your deck. Uh, yeah, 
I think this is a pretty minor ability, but I also can't think of any deck at all that doesn't make use of this. Yeah, so we'll talk uh, when we get into uh, how you actually play your Jake, what the decisions you make during it. But, like, Jake, is, Jake of All Trades is a card that is, again, really good in the opener, and it's something you want to play so early and so often that that discarding, I think, is, like, better than it seems. Because I think you... You usually just discard the card because it, then you can play your Jake again one card sooner. Hmm. Usually, I so think. I think I think it has a synergy with that drawing ability, right? The next yeah. thing it does, drawing up to five, because if you're going to draw a card, then you you get some choice over what you're going to draw. So I think that's the most notable thing that makes this better than oh well maybe you can discard a card, right? So I I mean yeah there's there's some churning you can do I guess sure whatever but like. Uh, you know, it has it's it's a good ability. Like, if if that's not a card you want, then you don't have to to draw it. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, like a lot of the, it also actually uh, factors into the uh, trashing effect of it, right? Because you will it, it makes it twice as likely if you didn't already have an estate in hand when you played your Jake, it makes it twice as likely that you're about to draw one. Right. Sure. I if mean, you, you open do care Jake. a lot about the contents of your hand after you draw, and so getting more control over yeah. that for the purposes of finding an estate to trash, or maybe you already have an estate and now you got to skip another one. Like that's super great. Like we we compare this again to develop, and we think about uh, if you pick up the develop with the real sole intention of trashing the estates, and then you you do have a significant chance of drawing it without an estate, and you're really sad. The chances of drawing your Jake of all trades without an estate and not being able to get one to trash are minuscule. Like, the the odds of that not happening are... I haven't done the math, but... It's about 1 in 55. It's never happened to me. And I've played a lot (laughs) of games with Jake of all trades. Oh, literally... It's happened to me me in IRL games, and uh, I raged. Yeah. Turns out I... Did you flip the table? Yeah. um, Probably justified. I haven't been back. Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed back. I wouldn't want to go back anyway. Screw them. Yeah. So the next thing that Jake of All Trades does... Oh, yeah. It draws cards. So you get to draw until you have five cards in the hand. Uh, I think that um, this is... This is like... um, People get hung up on this. It's not the primary function of the card, usually. So when I think of, like, a draw card, I think of something that allows me to increase my hand size, right? And, you know, draw to X cards like Jake of All Trades... They allow you to do that. But, you know, you if I'm just looking for ways to draw more cards, and Jake of All Trades is all I have, uh, you can't really... That's not good. No. And there are reasons for that. First of all, draw up to five. Five is not a big enough number to make that kind of a deck work. Right, and I mean, there's this concept of having uh, hand size reducing payload. Like, we're talking about, like, Villa and Fishingville and Lighthouse and stuff like that. But then you're talking about a draw to X deck. Yeah, so there is a Making Luck episode on draw to X decks. Uh, it was pre, uh, pre-Senpai here, but yeah. uh, I mean, it, it did happen. And uh, one of the main takeaways is that those decks really don't like treasure cards. Because you really need non-treasure payload. And, and the fact that Jake of All Trades gains you a silver every time you play it, that's a big mark against it. So that kind of a deck that's draw to X, like, it just doesn't work. I yeah. think this is just kind of like a, a nice little bonus like it it it's not really like it's drawing cards as part of what it does it's more like it 
uh, is a thing that trashes out of your hand, and then it mitigates the punishment of having a reduced hand size by giving you not a reduced hand size anymore. Yeah, so like it... It, like it more gets your up. hand back to where it was. Yeah, it opens up a couple of synergies out there, like the disappearing cards. Sure. Uh, and it, it opens up like... Uh, like, it, it works a little bit better as defense against maybe discard attacks or something like that. Yeah. It's, so, it has those uses, but, like... Buying it as a defense to discard attacks is dubious, right? Because, like, it's not going to defend you... Well, it's not going to defend you consistently against them. Because you're not going to have it in every hand. But, like, but it's nice if it happens. If your opponent plays a discard attack on you and you have your Jake, then it's it's better. I'm going to buy it. more Jakes of all trades than I would... If my opponent didn't get a discard attack, yeah, like that's that's definitely a thing. Sure. So like it is a defense against discard attacks. Sure, it's, but it's real but, nice. But you don't look at the Jake of all trades and say, okay, I'm not dealing with discard attacks anymore, right? Like, yeah, work. like that's definitely not a thing. Uh, and well, I, I I do want to come back to that. Yeah. Uh, but there's one more thing that uh, that uh, Jake of all trades does. Uh, you get to trash a non-treasure card from your hand if you want. Yeah. And that's, like, that's kind of, like, 60% of what you bought it for. It's the best ability on the card, because trashing sure. cards is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like, the main reason you bought it most of the time. And these yeah. other things it does... So, like, the other thing is, like, if you buy a card just to trash the estates, and the uh, card has served its purpose, and then it's pretty much a dead card in your deck, like sometimes develop is, um, you know, that's fine, but, like, Jake is continuing to help you throughout every phase of the game, in addition to having done that amazing thing for you. Yeah, so, like, this doesn't thin your deck. It kind of turns your estates into silvers. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe you'll want to keep the Jake around, maybe you won't. Uh, sure, that depends on whether the draw resources you have. But uh, the, the fact that this is, you know, these combinations, and particularly the trashing, is so good on turn three or turn four, and you can open with this card... Um, it combines really; these effects combine really well because uh, you know you get to thin your estates, you get to gain a good card, and you also don't have to give up your turn to do that, right? You can still buy a thing, and, and you you even have a shot at hitting five if you open with a Jake and a Silver. Like that's that's really good, and really nothing else that you can open with allows you the chance to thin your estates and do all of this stuff. It's just doing so many things for you. And so we get into the question of what you have in mind or why when you actually buy the Jake of All Trades. And admittedly, we've kind of hit on a lot of this stuff already, but, like, the uh, the real power of this card comes in how it's named, and I think it's kind of named appropriately. Jake of All Trades does a little bit of everything you need at every phase of the game. The power behind it isn't that it has one effect that it does better than any other card in the game, it's that it does a little bit of everything and it's all useful. The sum is greater than... the, the total is greater than the sum of the parts. Sure. So, like, a lot of times in Dominion when you put a card in your deck... You kind of have to think about the deck you're building and if that card fits, right? Uh, if it doesn't have the right synergies or if it's not really <clears throat> set up to perform very well, a lot of times you're better served by not putting the card in your deck. Yep. And there are exceptions to that, and usually those exceptions are the really, really powerful cards. Sure. I want this effect and I want this other effect, and both of the effects are so powerful that even though they're not BFFs, I'm going to shove them in the same deck anyway because they're just that good. Yeah. Right? And Jake of all trades... 
is just that good that you do that. Like, yeah. it, you, it does four things, and like I don't know of any deck that makes use of all four things consistently 100% of the time, right? So, like, you're not gonna, you're never gonna find that situation where it has all those perfect synergies, but, like, even if you're using just two or three of the things, like, that's so good, and, and the card is so powerful that, like, that's enough. You just put it in the deck. Like, it, it's so good to open with. You just open with the card. Right. Now, we've got... So, like, the why of it is kind of answered in that it's amazing. Uh, the why... The uh, why you don't, though, and not, like, why you wouldn't, but... Uh, we want to come back again to how you don't really want to look at this as a draw to X enabler. However, we've talked about the disappearing cards, and because Jack says, Jake says draw up to five, um, you think, like, uh, you're buying the fish villages and the lighthouses. You're not buying the... And, like, if you bought a library like or something like that, you would be buying that card because you have the fishing villages or the lighthouses or the minions or what have you. Uh, whereas with Jake of All Trades, you're kind of just buying those things to synergize with it, not the other way around. Um, why is that important? Uh, it's kind of only really important in that like, you might buy a fishing village or a lighthouse or a native village that you wouldn't have bought otherwise. Just because you have this Jake in your deck, like you're putting that in your deck, that's a done deal. And like, it pushes you in the direction of going for things like Secret Cave and Fishing Village. Secret Cave. Yeah, okay. I see where you're coming from there. So, like, uh, I think the strongest synergies that Jake of All Trades has, um, well, there's there's two main ones. The first one is really strong sources of draw. Yeah. And, and that's because, like, you know, you're buying these cards to synergize with the Jake, and the Jake is gaining your silvers when you play it. So if you're going to continue to play this Jake of All Trades, you're going to have all these silvers, and you want some way to, to draw these silvers. It's really easy to see, like, oh, well, Jake of All Trades only draws up five cards. I don't want other sources of draw in the deck, because that's not good with draw to X. But it's not draw to X. Right? We've said that a few times. Right. It's not a draw to X card. It doesn't work well that way. The, syn the best synergy is other sources of draw, because now you can draw all of these silvers. A deck with a lot of silvers as its payload wants to have a lot of draw. And that's so, true. like, that's the biggest synergy. And that works for anything that gains you, like, other gainers. That, that That's not just Jack-specific. Or, sorry, Jake-specific. It's not it's not just specific to that. You can build a deck that, at the start of your turn, draws more cards than it has. And then you play this Jake, and you gain a silver, and you draw the silver. And then you have this increased payload and, and the deck was more reliable that way. Like, yeah, that's I mean, what you want. There are entire articles written on uh, the concept of overdraw as well and what things work with it well, and, and Jake is definitely in this category. So that just speaks again to draw, sources of draw being really good with it. Yeah, you want, you want strong draw, you want to be able to draw all those silvers, you want to be able to, I want to be comfortable, continue to play that Jake. Yeah. Continuing to gain those silvers, just having bigger and bigger and bigger turns. Yeah. I can focus my buys on those deck control resources, those draw resources, yeah. because Jake is gaining me this payload. Yeah, it kind of takes the pressure off of one of the two things that you need to do when you're building your deck. When you're building your deck, you need to A, make sure that your deck is capable of doing good stuff, um, putting Payable. payload into it, and B, 
uh, making sh- facilitating being able to continue that good stuff, uh, controlling it. And like, if you can only just focus on half of that because you have this one card that's taking care of the rest of it for you, your deck is kind of twice as efficient. Yeah. So like, th- it's a fact that Jake of all trades makes big money a lot better, but it makes these other decks a lot better too. Yeah. And so that's why they're able to compete. the The notion that double Jake is going to be dominant no matter what. It's just false. Right. I think, I think if, if you have not had success playing against that, then I think what you need to do is look at how you're incorporating Jake of all trades into that other deck and do it better. Sure. And also just, you know, play a lot more decks where you're drawing the whole thing and doing more than buying a province per turn. Get more comfortable with that. And I think you'll see how comfortably Jake really does slot into it. And silver also. Right. Silver um, those decks. So the other thing that makes Jake of All Trades really strong is copper trashing. Right. Uh, we talked about how we want strong sources of draw to draw those silvers. I mean, I don't want to have to draw coppers, too. That sounds like a pain. Uh, well, I mean, the... the... Uh, I don't want to draw coppers! <laughs> so Adam, Adam needs a nap, but well, he's taking that. <laughs> Well, he, okay. Well, he's taking that. Um, like the if if silver is a problem for your deck, it's because it's a stop card, right? And the problem with stop cards is that they are they make your deck less reliable because um, any given time, even if you have everything to help your deck kick off, you could draw like a hand. If you've got five silvers, you could draw a hand of five silvers. It's possible. Or um, coppers, man. Or the coppers. Coppers suck. So the last thing you want to deal with is the coppers. Balls. So we've talked about how Jacob Altrage is so much stronger in a deck that is trying to draw the whole thing and do more than a province per turn. Getting the coppers out of the way is uh, is clearing a huge hurdle to that. Yeah, like it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's a deck control resource, and uh, when you have that strong deck control in terms of draw and also thinning. Uh, you're going to be able to better make use of the silver. So that, that synergy is there, the copper trashing synergy. It's super there, and you want it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, you know, had some points you wanted to make on using Jake of All Trades as a defense to attacks, and we uh, alluded to the effectiveness of this earlier, but I think you have a little more to say on it. Yeah, so like Jake does four things, and each of those four things uh, serves as defense to a certain type of attack. There's actually only one category of attack in the game that can't be defended in some way by Jake Voltrates, and that's copper junking. So, like, okay. Jester Ambassador. Woo! We did it! But, like... Okay. Fine. I found one! <laughs> you did it, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Okay, so... But, like, those those are the... But, but it's not that bad, right? Because, right. like, Jake Voltrates can still province with coppers in the deck because it also has silvers, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's still not that bad, but but the idea is like the silver gain defends against trashing attacks. The discardy bit uh, defends against like top deck attacks. Uh, draw up to five depend, defends against discard attacks, and then trashing estates or non treasures defends against junking attacks because also trashes purples and, and other forms of drunk Ruins, junk that aren't copper, right? Yeah. So. Um, Jack works great as defense, and if you're going to be attacked, uh, you know, Jack gets better, right? Now, you probably already want... Or I'm sorry, Jake gets better. You probably already want it, because it's a really good card. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's better in that case. What it doesn't mean is that 
just because you see your opponent going for Jake of all trades, that, that doesn't mean that you should just say, well, I guess I won't bother attacking them. Of course you should attack them. Yeah. Attacking people is great. Attacking people, getting attacked sucks. In, in Dominion. Attack, well, <laughs> Making luck does not endorse or condone violence or attacking of any kind uh, unless it's within the confines of the game, and that is that is. But screw uh, you, Mike. In game, uh, I, I the opinions <laughs> of screw you and or senpai do not reflect the opinions of the Making Luck the Dominion Podcast right. LLC um. as a whole. Um, that's his business. Don't sue me. Just sue him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So like, attack, getting attacked sucks. And yeah, uh, whether or not you, even though Jake of all trades uh, defends against being attacked, that doesn't mean that the being attacked sucks sucking. It just means it sucks less. Yeah, it, it means that uh, attacking them consistently becomes a priority. Yeah, consistently is a key word because they're not going to have the Jake of all trades in their hand consistently. Right. So, so either they don't have it in hand all the time, which is likely. Or they do, but, like, how many Jakes did they need to buy for that? And yeah. what could they have also gotten instead? Like, you're still you're still kind of punishing them. That said, like, if I'm being attacked and I'm, you know, playing Jake with money or, or I can afford to get more Jakes, uh, I should do that. Right? Yeah, I mean, given that you optimally only want to have one or two Jake of all tradeses, uh, then if I make you get a third one, uh, the attack has kind of done its job. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I've like gotten maybe three or even four. Yeah, it, uh, means, it means your opponent had to do that. You're wasting yep. their time and resources. That's... And, and even then, like there's the risk of collision. Yeah, you know they still might not have it on a given turn. So like, it's still a real thing. Jack does. Jake does defend, but it's it's not like so hardcore that you. I mean, that's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. Jake of All Trades is also a card that prevents you presents you with a couple of decisions throughout its resolution. So it's worth talking a little bit about your priorities and the decisions you make when you do play the Jake. Um, your priority when you play it is to trash estates with it. Uh, because that's the best thing that almost anything in so Dominion good. can do. So uh, the odds of you, again, Drawing your Jake of all trades, uh, opening with it and not getting to trash an estate in the second shuffle are minuscule, but after that, it becomes a little more likely that you have some trouble hitting the other estates. So when you are going through the process of discarding cards and drawing them, etc., uh, you kind of just want to discard whatever and draw through until you can get an estate to trash and make sure you get to do that, because I think that's priority one um, with your Jake. Priority two is to play it as early and often as possible, because gaining silver is never better than in the beginning of the game. Mm. Trashing estates, never better than in the beginning of the game. So any way you have of uh, cycling to your jack as quickly as possible is super good with a jake of all trades. Um, and so what you do when making the decision of whether or not to draw cards and discard them kind of comes down to are you going to cause a shuffle that doesn't have your jake of all trades in it um if so maybe don't uh, okay i mean i guess that's true for like all the good cards yeah now like again priority one is trashing the estates so if you have to cause that shuffle in order to trash an estate do it but you know try try not to have it miss the shuffle i guess sure which yeah 
you could say that about pretty much any good card, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, priority three is drawing maximum amount of cards with it. Again, we want to stress this is a bonus. It's not worth building your deck around. You don't uh, buy the Jake of all trades in order to synergize with the native village that you bought, but, you know, if you do get to draw extra cards with the native village, that's great. And priority... Sure, yeah, you don't build your deck around it, you just play your turns around it. Exactly. Priority four of knowing when, how to play Jake of all trades is knowing when to stop playing it. Just be... This is... This comes into the concept of stop playing like a bot. Too many players draw an action card and without thinking click it and play it because they bought it and they get to play it and that's good right because they get to play it and do stuff usually the player who plays more action cards wins the game this is yeah. true but High like correlation jake of all trades does have things that it does that aren't always going to be good again we talked about 90 percent of the time it is but a, you will get to a point where you don't want more silvers, and it's okay to just not play your Jake, even though you drew it. Um, you will also have maybe other actions in your deck that you want to draw, and you don't, and you have been tracking your deck, and you don't want to draw them dead. Maybe don't play it under that context. Sure. Uh, I mean, there may be more desirable ways to spend your terminal space later on, or maybe you don't want to gain or, a silver in this case. Or you've got like a, a caravan coming up, and you really don't want to draw it dead, what have you. Sure, uh, I I think I want to point out that even though you may choose not to play Jack in the, or Jake in this case, uh, that doesn't mean it was a mistake to open with the card. Right. I mean, if you have an estate to turn into a silver, like usually you just play the stinking Jake, right? It's it's not a hard decision. Yeah. But if you don't, like that means you've already turned your estates into silvers. Like that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is true. We're not into whether or not you buy Jake at this point. We're assuming it's in your deck, and we're talking about the decisions you make while you're playing it. Yeah, like, uh, it's that's it's just fine, right? I mean, Jake's not going to be offended. Like he's He might, but he'll He's be not. Old. He's not going to be offended. He looks pretty chill. He's chewing on a reed. Yeah, like, he's he's fine. Don't he's worry about hurting his feelings or anything. He, he will never hurt you. As well, long as I mean, you don't hurt him. I mean, I guess you can't really... That Maybe that's not entirely true. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a great guy. Uh, he doesn't condone violence either. Which sure? is why he's so defensive, yeah. Yeah. I talked to him. Jake. Yeah. I know him. Oh. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> so, we do transition into when Jake of all trades would be weaker than normal. And there are a few ranges of situations in which you maybe don't buy it. Um, it's there. It's easier to count the ones that you don't than the ones you do. I think. Right? I mean, the ones where you maybe don't buy it. I mean, we kind of covered that with you don't open with it, right? I, I mean, a lot of times, if you're gonna you're, buy it, you're gonna open with it. Yeah. You're not gonna buy a mid-game Jake of all trades. I think that's not a thing. It might be more accurate to say when is it not as good. Sure. Uh, I think. I mean, the the well, obvious one is there's not that strong draw, right? We said that was the strongest synergy. So if yeah, you, you don't have that. Well, and like yeah, we're, good. and we're also assuming with that that there's not a strong of draw, and you're not just playing a big money deck because a lot of the time when the draw isn't super strong, you're pushed toward using treasures to buy a province per turn anyway. And Jake of all trades is great in that deck, so we're talking about uh, different kinds of payload where there's not strong draw. Like you want to win the game by playing a bunch of grand markets 
and you don't want the silvers getting in the way of your grand markets. Or you want to get a bunch of bridges and bridge trolls out, or horns of plenty, and have this huge turn, and, and the Jake of all trades isn't really helping with that. Yeah, so th- these situations are pointing you more towards like those really thin, delicate decks uh, yeah. that usually have uh, really big turns after building a lot. So mega turns or like, uh, you know, maybe two or three province turns where the, the deck is going to choke a decent amount on the green, but that's okay. But, but Jake of All Trades doesn't quite fit uh, nearly as well into those decks. Uh, normally those decks have a way to trash coppers, and so those decks will have a way to trash the estates a lot of the time, so they can get very thin, yeah. and, uh, you know, maybe you still want to open with the Jake and transition out of it, but, um, you know, Jake isn't really sure. going to be as strong in that kind of a deck. I mean, if you do have the capability to trash the coppers, maybe that means you also have the capability to trash the Jake of all trades, which means that if you, you are playing that, that delicate yeah. deck, you could still make use out of the Jake of all trades, because you could... You know, trash the estates and then trash the silvers and the jake. Sure, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that it was a mistake to get it. In fact, uh, a lot of times, Jake of all trades has these synergies with those strong trashers, and you can do this kind of build where, like, uh, I'll use chapel as the example. You open chapel and jake, and you you thin down lightning fast with the chapel, and you gain, like, maybe one or two silvers with the jake, and then, like, your deck is super thin, but, but jake is great in that deck. Because you can play the Jake yeah. and gain a silver and draw that silver because your de- deck is that thin. And now you can just trash your chapel. And now all of a sudden your deck is amazing. Not only because it's super thin and it has like a couple of silvers in it. But like now you have this silver gainer that can, if you have the resources to draw those silvers, you can either continue to play it and, yeah. then, and then draw those silvers. Or you can just not play it. And that's fine. It's fine. That's true. So, Don't worry um, about it, man. The only other thing that I think makes Jake of All Trades weak is Bandit Fort, and that's obviously very... That's, that's Woo! Bandit Fort! We found one! We found a reason not to buy Jake of All Trades. Hey, guys. Uh, Jake of All Trades gains silvers, so it likes all the cards that have silver synergy, and it doesn't like Bandit Fort. Just so you know. I'm giving a thumbs up to the microphone. I, I mean, it's, it's on the... <laughs> Well, yeah, but they won't be able to see that if they're listening. It is off the screen of the web. There you go. Nice. Yeah, so um, uh, we come to the question, finally, of how many Jakes do you buy? And we've kind of touched on this throughout the episode, but um, I think most of the time the answer is one. Like, I think nine, uh, maybe seven out of ten Jake decks are really just getting a Jake of all trades in the opener, and then they're not buying anymore. Okay, sure. Uh, If you are playing big money, you probably get two. And that's super good. And then you're probably done with it. Yeah, Rooney. To get a third Jake of all trades, I think the board has to be, like, super sloggy. Yeah, you have to be worried about getting hit by attacks a lot. Yeah. Uh, We kind of saved that question for the end because I don't really know how much more meaningful insight I can give to that. Uh, you buy one, two, or three, and it's dependent on what's happening. Or sometimes so, zero, um, <laughs> or sometimes more. Yep, great. Yeah, Dominion. Great. Dominion. We nice. solved it. Yep. Sweet. Uh, that was some good lunch meat. Yeah, no, it was great. So, uh, <laughs> uh, finally, I guess we want to close out by talking about a kingdom we're going to be playing over the next week. Yeah. And that kingdom is going did, to have Did Jake you remember to put Jake of all trades in it? Yes. It's, it's in it this time. Oh, man. I, okay, I, I did not just 
throw away Grand Market at the last minute because I forgot to put Jake of All Trades in. So, uh, we have Grant, uh, we have Ironmonger, Jake of All Trades, Mining Village, City, Idol, Ingenere, Herbalist, Scrying Pool, Lookout, Secret Cave, Seaway, and Wolf Den. Once more for our audio-only listeners, and for people who would prefer I read this in cost order, because I'm not a c- idiot. Alright, so <laughs> we have Engineer, Herbalist, Scrying Pool, Lookout, Secret Cave, Ironmonger, Jake of All Trades, Mining Village, City, and Idol. We have an event and a landmark. Seaway and Wolf Den. Nice. I hiccuped. I noticed. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice hiccup, brah. So, um, this is a board. Yeah, there's some cards on it. So, uh, how do you open? If, uh, if you hit a 5-2, I think uh, you're probably sad. And I, I think you Seaway Ironmonger. Um, well, I mean, you Seaway something, but uh, I don't know. I I, I, yeah, 5-2 is sad. I want to open with the Jake. I think you're going to seaway Jake. Jake. <laughs> yeah, because I want the Jake, and it's strictly better than not seawaying it. Uh, but, so that's a little yeah. sad. I and, mean, you could seaway later, I guess, and get right. seaway a better target later. Yeah. You, so you don't lose oh, anything by yeah. doing that. Yeah, I don't and, think you get the herbalist on the two. Uh, well, um, if it's a five-two, then oh, you engineer. get the engineer, and engineer. you're very happy. Uh, well, you're less sad. And uh, if it's 2-5, then you're going to cry yourself to sleep and probably open, like, Engineer Lookout or something. Yeah, I think that Engineer Lookout is what you settle on on a 2-5, but I don't like to think about that. So, yeah, it makes um, me sad. I think on a 5-2, I would actually just open a Seaway Ironmonger and then get an Engineer and then get the Jake of All Trades as soon as I could the second shuffle. I know that opening with a Jake is so good, but... I really want to have an iron. Ironmonger is also a really good card, and especially in the opener, and like being able to, I can get the Jake. Like, there I are can... two trashers on this board, and you're telling me you're not going to open with either one of them. That seems terrible. On a five-two, I think I'm doing what I have to do. All right, man. I think, I think I'm playing my engineer to trash it and get Jake Lookout. Um. Uh, okay, I I think that's pretty bad. I I think just I like think on a five two you just do what you have to do. But to more pleasant conversations on a three four, um, you're opening with a Jake, I think. And so I think the three is out. obvious. You get the lookout. So I think um, I mean there's there's an argument to be made for opening with the potion, and I don't think you want to do it. Okay, so here's the here's the really cru- interesting crux of this board to me. Um, Jake of All Trades and Scrying Pool are both super, super great cards. They're yeah. really, really good. They also hate each other. <laughs> um, so, like, nothing about what they do wants to gel with each other, but, like, they're so good that you almost auto-buy them anytime they come up. So, like, do you buy both of them, even yes. though they hate each other? Oh. Yes, they definitely go in the same deck here. There's no question in my mind. There's like, a question in my mind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue playing the Jake of all trades. Like, it's it's not hard for me. Like, I would. Open... I think you need more scrying pools than normal if you're gonna do that. I don't know what normal is. Like, I just want to draw a lot of cards, and so like I'm gonna 
I'm gonna trash my coppers. Yeah, silvers are gonna have to go down through the lookout. It's fine, whatever, I don't care. I'm gonna get a lot of action cards, so my scrying pools are good, but I'm also probably gonna get cities because uh, the, the pile's gonna run keep, out. Yeah, the lookout could keep your deck viable too. Uh, I think it's fine. I think ironmongers are gonna run too. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I won't get any. You don't know me. I'm sorry. You don't know me, bro. I didn't mean to assume your gender. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that I am going to be picking up engineers fairly often. Because I, if I'm going to be playing the scrying... And, like, if I'm going to go with scrying pool and Jack, Jake, um, I'm going to want engineers. Because I'm going to want to get a bunch of ironmongers and secret caves, too. So, I don't know. Uh, Engineer seems make it? pretty important, uh, just because you want to gain a ton of cards. So, I think you probably want them, right? Alright, do you get the idols, I wonder? Um, I think you have to look for an opponent who has not thinned enough to right. want to pick up the idols. Yeah. If, you, if you see your opponent is weak to junking, being that their draws have been bad, they still have the states in their deck by the time yours is online, and... You know, you could slow them down really significantly with the idols. Yeah, I could see picking up a couple of them. I think someone who plays big money, you know, you're going to want something that says attack on them. And Oh, if your opponent's playing big money on this board, you just have a field day. And sure. you just destroy them. You win by more with the idols, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't just win by more, you make them miserable. <laughs> you You tell them how they should be ashamed. No, you don't have to tell their whole them. Family their, deck, their deck will be telling them how they should be ashamed. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the Jake of all trades is not going to defend sufficiently against the idols. It's not. Uh, sure, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, I think you pick up some secret caves because the synergy, especially once you have a few villages in the deck, because um, even though the draw to X synergy isn't why you bought the Jake, it's real. Like, being able to discard a bunch to the secret caves and... Are you serious right now? Yeah. Uh, I think you get, like, a secret cave in the beginning. I think you get a few. Because you want to activate your lamp. Yeah, so that's the other really good thing and, about it. And, like, then you don't get any more of them because you have four, and you're going to get Ironmongers and Mining Villages. By having four, I mean, like, yeah, you're playing an engineer to gain a thing, or, well, like, like, you've got, pursuing something. You're also getting plus buy. Like, I you think have all these silvers because you you're buying jack. I think you're going to end up with more secret caves in your deck than you're envisioning. Be, not because I think you buy it over those cards, but because you've got plus buy, and you're going to end up with three extra dollars at some point, and you're not going to want to buy a silver. You're, you have enough silver, so... I think you're going to get a secret cave. I think the games where a competent player ends up with more than two secret caves will be rare. There you go. Well, we will find my out. my hot take. If only we had a competent player. Yeah, that's too bad. Is anybody listening competent? Because we'd love for you to play this board with us. <laughs> yeah, like, in case you couldn't tell by, like, the 24 podcasts that we've done so far. We're real bad at this I have game. no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know how I got here. Actually, you know, that's that's pretty close to true when you think <laughs> about it, right? Don't you still use Google Maps to come over here? Oh, I use Google Maps for everything. I use Google Maps to get home from work, like... I don't. It's I, I shouldn't laugh at that because like it's true, right? Yeah, that no, is I true. Mean, I'm a millennial. Like we're allowed to not have any navigational sense whatsoever. We don't need it. 
Yeah. We've evolved past it. We are entitled to not needing that. <laughs> okay, let's go back to killing Applebee's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as always, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. We Give me some it. raffle ideas, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leave a comment on the YouTube or uh, hop on the forums. You can just go to adamhorton.com. And uh, there's there's links to the forums there. Sign up, talk about the episode, talk about the bread, the lunch meat, whatever you feel like. Uh, let us know some more raffle ideas, because Jake obviously is tired Dang. of pulling this out of his anus. <laughs> <laughs> We're not desperate, right? <laughs> We are. Okay. I, I am. We're desperate. Don't speak for me, Adam. Okay. I'll be as desperate as I want to be. Jake is desperate for more <laughs> raffle ideas, and I'm really looking forward to not having my stuff raffled off. Yeah. Like, we really like this cat. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he was expensive, too. He cost like $1,000. I should go back to the scorpion thing. Yeah. We can at least do, like, one or two more from the Scorpion, right? Yeah. Scorpion takes over the podcast. Yeah. It's fine. We just hear... <laughs> and how <laughs> Scorpion noises. Yeah. That's the next bonus episode. <laughs> An hour of that, which apparently is the sound a Scorpion makes. Right. <laughs> uh, let us know uh, what Here sound a Scorpion turns. makes in the comments. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you want to play, I mean, I might actually have time this week. To uh, play some Son of the Kingdoms. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. You guys should play some of these with us, too. Yeah. Hit us up. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Bye, later. People get hung up on this. It's not the primary function of the card. Usually. Yeah, like, Jack is a draw card. Like, when I think of a... Sorry, Jake of all trades is a draw card. Uh, I think that... (laughs) I I think that, like, when I think of a draw card, I think of, like, this thing that allows me to draw a lot of... (laughs) It's in Comic Sans. Alright, yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. So when, when I think of, like, a draw card, I think of something that allows...